0: Oh, we're really punchy now.
1: I'm, like, food coma, dude. I'm not even... Oh well,
0: luckily, luckily we're gonna get to talk about Data, <laughs> whom you love. <laughs> Sweet. Hello and welcome to a star to steer her by, a Star Trek podcast. This week we have finally made it to TNG. Woo! Woo! So we're here at TNG. We are uh, discussing Encounter at Farpoint. Uh, this is episode fifty-six. What? As usual, I am Ames. Joining me are I'm usually Caitlin.
2: I'm generally Jake. God damn it, you people! I'm not good
3: without a script.
0: You're, You're actually Chris. really good without a script. This is Chris. You're good at talking. You're fine. <laughs> I stutter over words and, and have like mental aphasia every so often. So we're good. What's aphasia Be- again? Aphasia is where you just you can't use language. Me temporarily. too.
1: Me too. I lose words you know what, all the fucking time. What I just did there. I do that all the time, Ames. I'm Speaking
0: Lydia. of aphasia, let me try to talk about Next Generation to you folks. Good luck. Uh, so we're talking Encounter at Farpoint. It's our premiere of The Next Generation.
2: The triumphant return of Gene Roddenberry. Dude. That's
0: true, yeah. Until he eventually backs off and then dies. And then and dies. Then dies. <laughs> Yikes. As one does. So in Encounter at Farpoint, we meet all of the new people. We, we meet uh, Captain Picard, who is on about to... Captain the new Enterprise, the Enterprise D. On it's Galaxy S-
3: class. Have you heard? Is it? Yes. Oh. I, I'm not sure if they mentioned it enough.
0: They may have. Actually they didn't, because I didn't realize. So they're they're going to take their maiden voyage out to go to the uh, station at Farpoint to do the thing that they do, which whatever that is, we'll get to. We go on to the bridge where we're trolling around. We meet Diana Troy, who is uh. the ship's counselor. We meet Data, who is a sexy robot. Mm. And out of nowhere pops up this cage in space, controlled by Q, who was our, our best, new best friend in space, who's kind of an omnipotent being, very advanced race of critters, who decides, out of nowhere, to just put humanity on trial. And say, humanity is too fucking violent, you guys are a savage race, and can you stand up for yourselves and prove me wrong? Jean-Luc Picard decides, well, give us a test. If we pass your test, then maybe you'll leave us alone or whatever the fuck. And they say, okay, let's do that. So they keep going on their way to Farpoint where there's going to be a test of some kind. We pick up Commander Will Riker, who is going to be the new first officer. We pick up Dr. Beverly Crusher and her obnoxious son, Wesley. Who else am I missing? We meet Geordi LaForge. You oh, yeah, Yar. Tasha Yar, the security chief. Worf is wharfing about yeah. a, a half Klingon crewman who does things. Uh, and Jordy LaForge. He's not half yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he not half? Yeah, he's,
2: just, he's just Klingon.
0: Oh, why did I assume he was half? Torres is half. That's right. That might be it. So after we meet the entire component of the crew. Oh, O'Brien. No, he's not O'Brien yet. He's not O'Brien. He's also not important yet. But he's, he's there. Con.
2: He's a con man now.
0: Oh, hey. Uh, we get to far point where we meet up with Groppler Zorn, who was our bandy host, who is showing off their new city, which got built in, like, way less time than a city should, like, should actually have been built in. And everyone's wondering, like, this city's kind of weird. Like, the, the fact that it just popped up means that something is afoot. I wonder what it is. Q pops up every so often to be like, have you guys figured out the test yet? You're gonna fail. Look how awesome I am. I'm Q. Look at my bad haircut. I like his haircut. Yeah. So eventually they figure out, okay, something really weird is happening. Now a new ship has appeared in space and has started blasting the old city of the bandy people on Farpoint. What's going on with this? What's going on with this? We eventually determine by beaming people around into the new city and the ship that's beaming around in space. They figure out, oh shit, this is actually a a life form. And the life form was injured and trapped on the planet. It created the, the city itself because it can transform energy into matter. So it just kind of built the city for them. And they've just had it enslaved and tortured I don't even know this whole time and it just wants to go back to its mate which has been floating around in space and shooting people the enterprise frees the mate of the the critters that were on the surface they turn into big giant space jellyfish and fly away happy q admits that picard passed the test but oh you're going to see more of me in the future what fun adventures we'll have everyone Star the Trek. end bah, 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 bah.
2: So we do have the return of the... The theme? The theme from I the motion like picture and Star Trek V. Although I guess at this point it wouldn't have been a return of the Star Trek V theme because... No, it's premiered before Star Trek V. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you know that <laughs> Gene Roddenberry actually wrote lyrics Stop. for the title? Just Stop. Yeah, he wrote lyrics do you want me to sing them? Are you lying? I know. I, I, I used to know this. I to, I, I'm so excited. I hope yes. I remember please the lyrics because it's been a long time since I sang them. Oh my them. God, please sing it's them. It's got
0: to be better than Star Trek all over your face. <laughs> my All right. All right, now, let me see if I can remember
2: them. All right, all right. Shh. Everybody relax. Here we go. Star Trek, the next generation. <laughs> this is the Star Trek next generation. <laughs> Captain Picard and Riker too.
0: Jordy, <laughs> Troy,
2: Wharf, Data, and Yar, Beverly, Crusher, and Wesley too. Miles O'Brien, Guynan, Roland, and Barkley. Q. <laughs> 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 oh. Jesus, it's interesting that he wrote the lyrics with characters that we won't meet for several seasons. Yeah, no,
1: until
3: well after he is dead and brought in space.
1: Yowza! So did you? So it's very cold in space. Did you co-write these with uh, with Roddenberry, or did you find somewhere? I give him full credit. Well, that's that's nice of you. Very generous of you, Jake.
3: I will have to. I know I mentioned this a while ago, but there was originally a different theme. I'll try to find the video where they. Oh, played. it's bad though. It's, it's terrible. like, it's like it's, nautical and weird. It's so
1: generic. Forty-seven, ginger. Yeah, it's like it's like whenever they do
2: like um, like a parody of Star Trek. Yeah, they that, can't use the actual. Music, that's what it kind of yeah sounds they, like, they like use that some fun.
3: like stock footage music of. Sounds science fiction-y. Sea yeah.
0: Hey, like our theme.
3: See, Well, to be fair, ours at least was from a real composer.
0: Hey. It's um, not like,
3: you know, I went to like the YouTube generic music library.
1: Wow, mm. way to throw shade yeah, in. I mean, it
2: kind of reminds me of like the, um, like the Galaxy Quest theme from the movie we watched last week and talked about last week. Galaxy Quest, the parody film that we just talked about last week on the show. <laughs> um... <laughs> I guess I could reveal why this... I mean, I'm sure they figured out why this is a joke that I've repeated now in three consecutive episodes. <laughs> 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 is that we actually watched Galaxy Quest, like, months, months ago. Was it, like,
1: August? It, yeah.
2: it was, it was really a long August, time ago. Right? And we recorded that then.
3: I think it's when we were still in the middle of the
2: animated series. Right. We... But we were pretending to... Poorly. We we're. I was... I was... Yeah, like comic, com- it. comically pretending yeah. that it was happening in real time
1: we got to watch it in a planetarium though which that was, was fun. fun that
0: was, it was fun. great
1: all but movies should be viewed in that is neither here, here or that there. is
0: neither next nor generation yes. so, so are you guys happy we're on TNG I, I uh, am but I was till I watched this but you like, don't oh, like no. encounter at far point
3: it I, you know I haven't seen it in a long time but it is really uneven
2: the whole... That's the thing about TNG, especially these early seasons. The first two seasons are going to be rough. Rough? Yes. I mean, Whoa. not not animated series rough by any stretch, but there's going to be a few episodes that are just like, ugh. And there's going to be a few episodes that are like, huh. See, and there's going to be... But most episodes are just like, ugh. Like, don't get me wrong. It wasn't awful by any
3: stretch. It just felt like they had written... And this is maybe what happened. But it felt like they'd written two different episodes, And kind of mushed them together to make
0: this one. I have a thing on that. Oh, good. I have a thing on that. So they assigned DC Fontana because they smartly took DC Fontana uh, onto the the writing crew for TNG. And they kept switching back and forth on whether this was going to be an hour-long episode, Uh. a 90-minute episode with just like a special at the beginning or end, or a full two-hour episode. Finally, they settled on, okay, it's going to be a 90-minute episode. We're going to give it to DC Fontana because if it were going to be a two-hour, she would have gotten a bonus, and they didn't want her getting that fucking bonus. <laughs> fucking
1: Paramount. Um,
0: they, and when they decided, oh, well, what we'll do two hours after. After all, after she's written this 90-minute, they said, Gene will write the frame story, which ended up being the Q story, which just kind of got uh, inserted into the script so that the two, like, the two writers will have shared credit.
3: Mm. So it actually was two Episodes mushed together. Well, it was really just like Gene.
0: It was Gene inserting some extra stuff. Which is probably, yeah,
2: which is probably though ultimately a good choice because it gave us the character Q. That's true. Who is kind of becomes a backbone adversary for the series.
3: He's great.
0: He's a lot like Trelane. I know we enjoyed Trelane. Trelane.
3: He does show up at first with the wrong era. Although...
1: I, I loved that. I loved that he showed up in, like, shit from... What was it? It was, like, World War One or something? No, no.
3: He jumps to World War II, but he starts oh, off as, like, a yeah. 17th century yeah. something he or other. He looks like
1: fucking Shakespeare. Although,
3: unlike Trelane, I think he was doing it on purpose. Oh. Like, Trelane... Well, he was doing it on purpose, too, but his information was out of date. Because Q then went through that succession of more and more recent soldiers. Like, he knew... Probably from the off that he was in the wrong era but was playing it like he didn't know. Mm. But then he jumped to World War II and they jumped to the post atomic horror soldier and then eventually he was. Yeah, he's oh, start man,
0: that uniform. was fucked up and scary. I liked huh? that idea. I liked it the, because mm. they, they see later the courtroom scene that's in the year 2079. Yeah. And what the people are like then and how these soldiers are controlled by drugs.
2: Yeah. yeah. Weird.
0: What the hell were they thinking our future was going to be like? I mean... Before we hit the utopia that is TNG, where no one has really, interpersonal problems.
3: Really bad. I mean, really we bad. we Bell Riots coming up in a few years. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, no, overall, I just felt like it was weird the way it was sort of jumping between... Like, honestly, I feel like it would have done better if it had just gotten on with it, but... On in with the, what? Just the story. The Farpoint story? just in even the Q thing, because the problem was they would occasionally like it was a really bad balance, I felt like, between like introducing all these new things and also telling the story. Because, like you said, Caitlin, you know, you said, oh man, they're just getting right into it. And they did! But then they kept yeah. stopping. But
1: then they were like, "Let's go do... shopping with Mrs. Crusher, well, and let's go on. into the
0: holodeck with Data, and, and let's it. watch Riker and Troy be awkward Ugh. with each other fifteen times."
1: Well, no, right. The, the shopping. Guys, is
0: Troy an empath?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, in this episode, she's not just an empath; she's a psychic because she talks to Riker. That's true with her with her mind.
1: Wait, does that not stay?
2: They do it like one more time, I think, oh, with uh, with Mama Troy. But, really then, but they're related, so... She right. sounded
1: so fucking robotic. Do you remember what I taught you? How do you feel? Well, How also, do you Troy, feel? Troy is only
2: half Beta Zed, too. Mm.
0: There is one thing of the half thing. That's probably what I was thinking. Maybe. And Vol- and, and Spock was half Vulcan, so... Yeah. Have a lot of halves in the future. And,
2: well, you know, the thing about the Beta Zed bullshit is... Uh, it's it's so dumb, and... They should have just had a Vulcan character. Because then they could have still had some of the psychic-y shit. Without having to make it, because
3: mm. oh, p- <sighs> yeah, but imagine uh, imagine a, a a ship's counselor that's a Vulcan.
1: <laughs> Your feelings are illogical. Yes, that's great. Just we having stop this? having Can feelings. We just talk about
2: the ship's counselor. Like a medical personnel, yeah. Why yeah. is she why get
0: and why she's a senior officer? Yeah,
2: she gets a seat next to the captain and the first officer. I feel
3: like it's probably because they designed the set first and only afterwards went, oh fuck, we can't just have an empty chair. Like you know, you got the mm. card in the middle, Riker off to the side, and then like,
0: why doesn't Yar sit there? And let's talk about well, well, Yar. She's s- going to be at the tactical stands. console. We'll put the console in front of her.
3: Well, oh, but then you'd have one with a console, one without. Them. Oh my yeah. fucking god! There are little,
0: little console. There. Give Riker a console, just so just so we can there, there, order a coffee a or something. Console. There's a little console. There's a little.
3: There's a little one, but there's not like
2: you know. But you know, I gotta say, Roddenberry, Roddenberry's women problems persist. Yeah. Because let's talk about this. Okay. The fucking women. Okay, let's talk about the women on the show. Okay. In the in the pilot episode. You got Beverly Crusher, mm-hmm. who loves shopping and, and fabric a, and being
0: a mommy, and being a
2: mom. You got and, Deanna and Troy, banging Jean, Jean yeah. Deanna Troy, who's Something. who's so emotional. Oh, oh, I'm. She so, starts crying. So much emotion, and then you have Tasha Yar, who's the butchy security lady.
1: That's. I mean, that's the uh, stereotype. I'm half lesbian. I. Oh, is that like being half Vulcan? Message?
2: Yeah. My point is the three women are
0: are just tropes. Yeah, tropes, big time. Like you said, the And it's and it's kind of a problem. Yeah, you you have the, you have the mom, you, you, the mom, the femme and the dom.
3: There you go. It sounds like a really potentially very good or
2: incredibly bad heist movie. Ooh. And honestly it does not get like that's my biggest criticism of this whole series is that it doesn't get any better like Deanna Troy.
0: What about Pulaski? When Pulaski shows up, she I mean, she spe- good? No, she's, she's just fine. fake McCoy.
2: She's just fake McCoy. Mm-hmm. She's a. Li- she's probably got a little more shit going on than Crusher. It is probably a better character than Crusher in terms of the writing and the stories that she's given because Crusher really isn't given much mm. at all ever. But um, she was such an unlikable character because she was she was a bitch to date all the time.
1: Oh. Like they
2: were trying to do like a they were trying to do a McCoy Spock relationship, but it never really it didn't have the same charm. So she just, she she just came the, off like a jackass. So
1: she was the really bitchy professional woman who can't with men because feminism made her into a Lesbian or Could something, <laughs> some trope like that. Anyway, isn't that also a thing? It
2: is. Yeah, but anyway, the point is the women problems for Roddenberry. The
0: women.
2: <laughs> I mean, for like that was that's something that we you know we'll get to with DS Nine, which is you know a post Roddenberry thing where they really solve that problem. Once and for all, with some really, really well, good. By not having characters. any women on the show. No, just some oh, really good. DS9, Deep Sausage Fest 9. They just, have, they just have some really good female characters, and there's Lita. Oh.
0: Well, for now, we've who's, got. Who's Tits? For now, we've got these characters. Yeah, we have, we
2: have these characters. I enjoy some
0: of them. I know Caitlyn and I fucking adore Data. Oh, I love Data. He's so cute. Uh, when, I, when I was a kid, I had a huge crush on Joy LaForge, too. He's really handsome. He's I forgot lovely. how good looking he was, and he's and, he's and he probably still is brilliant no and all of this stuff. And he's got the visor, which is very emblematic. Plus, because it's so to. easy as a kid to just take a hairband and scoop it over oh, yeah. your face. Yeah, I, I, I used to do that. I definitely. Oh, who didn't do that?
3: stole my sister's headbands for that? I even <laughs>
0: did it, and I didn't watch the show. Yeah,
1: and, and plus, plus, he cool. does the reading rainbow. Who doesn't doesn't yeah. love that show? Now, now, does does man f- is amazing. Does the fact that
3: the visor causes him pain ever come up again, or did this side fuck it?
1: I think
2: like. Crusher eventually like tunes it so that it's less of a problem. Because they probably realized they weren't fucking using it as a plot point anyway, so... yeah, I mean, when it's convenient to the plot, his visor will give him trouble. Oh, okay. But otherwise, it's it's just... It's a fashion accessory. Mm. Um, it it's
1: damn good, I was going to say, I'm a really good one at that.
2: Now, he's a red shirt in this episode. What is it, he usually? Well, once he becomes the chief engineer, he becomes a yellow shirt. Aha. Uh-huh. But th- that was an interesting choice that they made in this pilot and and for much of the for few episodes I should say of the first season is making Jordy not the engineer but the like the navigator
0: blind navigator I love it yeah
2: well that was the probably the joke
1: well yeah. is it a joke or is it you know showing that the different
0: well like, yeah I mean I think that was
2: what they were trying to show to is like you can have someone who's disabled who is also the navigator of a spaceship.
0: Yeah, I read somewhere that it was uh, David, David Gerald, the, the guy who wrote Tribbles and was also brought on to do writing stuff, that suggested having a person be like a handicapped character that they can work with in the future. Hmm. And that uh, Bob Justman suggested having an android and a Klingon in Starfleet. Yeah. And that was fun. You guys want to... Oh, these are funny. There's some really funny original character and character casting snippets that I found that are really fun. The original description of Troy from, like, a long time ago. Quote, a four-breasted, oversexed hermaphrodite. What the fuck?
2: You know Roddenberry wrote that. Oh,
0: I'm certain Roddenberry wrote
2: that. He probably drew a picture, too.
0: Oh, no.
1: (laughs) And her uniform would have been a couple of bandanas. Her uniform
2: (laughs) would have been penises wrapped around her body.
0: Yeah, and DC Fontana just said, no, that's stupid, don't do that. And that Wesley what was supposed to hermaphrodite be hermaphrodite specifically. Like, what the fuck is that about? That's
1: not necessary. I mean like I'm not It, it was it just it, seems in poor taste. Like that's Because
3: Gene secretly really wanted to try getting on owner hermaphrodite. So had to really work in his it. fetish.
0: All right, things have gotten weird. Let me tell you some more. I
1: mean, hermaphrodite
2: is uh, like a medical problem, right? That's what I mean,
1: yeah. yeah it's like, like a condition like that you're born with. It's not... And it's, like, it's usually
2: corrected at birth, I think.
1: Well, <laughs> corrected depends. at birth. Like, that's kind of a loaded... This is where the question of, like, gender and what does all this shit mean kind of takes, like, a weird turn because back in the day, if they botched, like, a circumcision, they would just...
2: Finish the job? Yeah, and then Ugh. they
1: would raise the... Kid is like probably you're a girl a, now, right? And that wouldn't work. So in terms of hermaphrodite, how easy like, is it
0: is to it, botch a th- circumcision? Probably. Well, I mean, I mean, you're having around much.
2: a little tiny penis.
0: Oh, that's true. And babies squirm, and yeah. I mean, I don't. I Doctors don't think are it, often
1: drunk. I don't think it happened a lot, the but boy. I mean, I think it happened. It happened to a non-trivial number of babies, uh. and there were some pretty famous cases. I took Psych 101 like 14 years ago, so obviously I know lots about this, but they mentioned this. You're my authority case. On, the,
0: on the subject, Caitlin. But anyway,
1: yeah, so, but as, as far as them correcting it, I don't think so. I don't know what they would like. How would you correct it? Th- well, I
2: mean, correct. I mean, like, often they would say, well, it looks like the male organ is more developed than the female organ, so we will. Surgically alter the, you know, remove the female.
1: Would they do that?
2: I think that's what they did do. I don't know if that's what they. I don't know if that's common practice now. But God, that's think, fucking awful. I think yeah. back in the day they would, or they would add they would basically say, "Well, we have to pick one because it's weird to have a baby with both." And right. I think that's what they. I think I might be making that up. You'd have to ask Jamie Lee Curtis. She's,
1: <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, Chris will be cutting this entire Oh, come conversation on. That's now. an old
2: urban legend. It's it's untrue. It's demonstrably I untrue. Know.
1: Now I want to actually do some research about... Great. You can write an article. Go on oh, Sweet.
0: I might. Okay. I'll let Caitlin do that. Uh, Wesley was supposed to be a Yoda-ish midget.
2: That would have been so
3: much better. Than what w- wait. wait <laughs> would he have still been Crusher's child somehow? I
0: don't know. That's unclear. Uh, he originally wanted um, Picard to be a Frenchman. He is a Frenchman. He is technically a well, but he but played, played, by, by, played by a yeah. Frenchman, uh, and it made him it made him more likely to cast Patrick Stewart as Data. <laughs> I saw an interview with a uh, Brent Spiner that said he was originally want, going to be considered for Riker, and he asked he asked like, "Oh, what about this Data character? Can I try out for him?" And he tried out for Data, and then when they were talking about the part, he said, "So is Data like just a machine, or is he like becoming humanized?" And they said, no, no, he's just a machine. And Data said, okay, could he be the other one? And they're like, no. And then and he says, well, then I'm not going to accept the part. And they said, wait, 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 we'll think about it. And luckily they did, because the, the character Data becomes very, very yeah, interesting. a
2: good Pinocchio story throughout the whole
3: series.
0: That's true.
1: Yeah,
3: like, I mean, how would you... Have, he wouldn't have been an interesting character if he'd never developed, if he had just no. been always a mechanical... Yeah, no, that's dumb.
0: Yeah, They also were originally looking to have a person of color cast in the role of Data.
2: I mean, he is yellow.
0: There's that, but still, Not he's like more Chinese, like
2: copper like, burnished ugh. or something. He's they got like a his skin yellow.
0: Well, no, he's kind of like metallic
2: looking.
1: He's got like kind of a sheen. I think,
2: I think as the series goes I, on, they make it kind him, of grayish. They make him a little You're grayish. He, he I would say that a little too. Yellower, I think. Oh, does he? His eyes are yellow. his
0: eyes are grayish. His eyes are super eyes. cool. Also, Marina Sirtis, who plays Troy, and Denise Crosby, who plays Yar, were originally cast in each other's parts, and then they were flipped. And sort of can't imagine it the no, other
3: No, neither of those. I I don't believe I believe Denise Crosby can beat people up. I do not believe uh, uh wow, blanking. Other one, Marina Sirtis. Thank you, could.
0: Yeah,
2: well, I can't believe either of them act because <gasps> Wow. Oh. They're they're pretty weak.
0: See, I can't try tell right now. Bad. I can't tell if it's because Troy is just a t- fucking stupid character or if it's Marina because I haven't seen Marina Sirtis act as anything else. I
2: don't think she's done much else.
1: I think she's in
3: Gargoyles, and she's supposed to be good in that. Because no, nine tenths of this cast in Gargoyles does she play like
1: Desdemona? I don't remember. Is she Des- Holy shit! Okay, now they, I have to look they, that up. They do as well. get. I
2: feel like they get the character locked down a little better as the series goes on, and she kind of grows into the role more. Mm-hmm. But I,
0: they had her on. Well, I mean,
2: first of all, that accent, you know, and it's not. Uh, she, uh, the, wh- 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 what whose decision was it for her to do this because she's english the actress is english and has an english accent she does not have a weird mystery space accent <laughs> that she does not share with her mother, who we later meet. Maybe she got it from her father, the Starfleet officer.
0: Right. But why does he have a weird space accent? Well, because he's
3: from weird space. Oh. So Because like, we don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe she does later, but she didn't say her father was human. She just said he was a Starfleet officer. He right. could have been any kind of humanoid species. Vulcan, even. Um,
1: space jellyfish. Yeah. Yeah. She um, was Demona in gargoyles, by the way. There we yeah. go.
0: You don't you don't know what Mama Troy is into. Not Everything. <laughs> yeah. Yikes.
2: Uh, she bangs Odo. Not really. She wants to though.
0: Who doesn't? You were saying once that uh, they originally wanted Wesley to be Leslie, Jake.
3: Yeah, we talked about that ages ago.
2: Yeah. It I might
3: if better. that
0: could have been better or worse. I don't really know.
2: Little little, little girl crusher
0: in a stupid sweater. God, his <laughs> fucking sweaters. They only get worse,
3: too. I mean, well, he, Let's be fair. That's because Star Trek's never been great at civilian clothing. Except for
0: McCoy's jackets. McCoy had the those, best yeah. fucking jackets. But they, aside
3: from that, they've never been great at civilian clothing. And, you know, since they just sort of take whatever the clothing of their era is and run with it, this was
2: 1987.
3: Oh. The mid-1980s was a fucking black hole of suck for fashion. A lot
0: of spandex.
3: Spandex, weird chunky sweatshirts. It just, it, it, the the eighties were by and large an aesthetic fucking nightmare.
1: No, please know that this does not. This is not the opinion of the entire. No, podcast. it's mostly me.
3: But the eighties were just terrible. Oh, I clothes. loved
1: the eighties, but I mean, this is where we got the Cosby sweater for sure, and that's yeah, yeah
3: it's fucking true. Yeah, no, his sweater is terrible. Although, uh, segueing from that, I do have to say, and probably gonna anger a lot of people with this one, but... God, this ship. This galaxy-class ship. They say it at least twice in the episode, it's class. But, uh... It's a long episode. It's a classy Oh ship.
0: no, two times in two hours.
3: Well, see, so the problem is they said it, like, twice in the space of five minutes, and it first was like, oh, my, how many times are you gonna say this? Turns out they never said it again, but I was like, is this gonna be a thing, like, fucking Troy...
0: And her empath. Like, oh, the, I have all these feelings. But, She's like, uh, lots of feelings.
3: I, I am definitely not a
2: fan of this ship design. But no matter where you're on the ship, you can ask the wall oh, the directions. Fortunately, that's a feature we never, never see again. again. Good, I was kind of hoping, because that was dumb. The
0: direction. Much like Troy like, invading like Riker's mind.
2: Oh, the walls will light up, guiding you to your destination.
3: She was a terrible fucking actress.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the, so lot of the extras... Uh, that That's uh, true. It took me about five seconds to go, don't hurt yourself... Whoever you are.
0: Walter. We're definitely gonna have
2: a not hurt yourself. It's gonna be like don't hurt yourself, Will for But like
3: there was they had this random guy at the at the con at one point. It wasn't O'Brien, it was some other fella, and the guy gets frozen. And he oh, was, he was awful.
0: Torres or something? Yeah,
3: Torres was awful. The woman that told Riker how to use the magic wall was awful.
0: Troy's awful.
3: Troy yeah, Troy's pretty bad.
2: Wesley's not great.
0: I mean he's a child. Yeah. He's a child and who wants children on a ship.
1: Not Picard. No.
0: No, he specifically requests of of Riker not to let him make an ass of himself, of ass of himself in front of children. No, I don't know where to go from that. It was just a consistent
2: dislike of children throughout the series,
0: especially Wesley. Yeah, it was just. He eventually gets. He warms up to Wesley.
3: It was just a stupid, heavy-handed way to make us understand this guy doesn't like kids, so that when Wesley pops onto the bridge, we can be like, "Oh, shenanigans are gonna happen."
0: Yeah, it still came out of... It still came off as You know, it's done terribly.
3: A lot of the writing in this episode needed some work. I'm willing to bet that was a scene Gene wrote.
0: Like so, you wouldn't let your your
1: captain go into deathly danger. P.S. Don't let me do anything stupid in front of kids.
3: Anyway, before we got off course, I was saying... Uh, I was admitting my dirty secret of really not liking this ship. It's... I know... And I may have said this before, I don't think I did, but... I know it doesn't matter in space... But the saucer is so huge, and the engineering section is so little. It just looks like it should be tipping over all the time. I don't like the beige rugs. I don't... I mean, the problem is, again, it's, it's a it's a function made in the 80s, and all this stuff was very 80s, and it's mostly ugly. These uniforms... I cannot wait until we get rid of these well, the uniforms in Uniforms are part three. of the ship. No, I know. I'm just... Now I'm just thinking of all sorts of things. But yeah, in yeah. season three, we get much better uniforms.
2: I mean, yeah, the, the uniforms... And you know what I read previously is that not only did they look bad because they were spandex and very form fitting, but that they were incredibly uncomfortable to wear mm. because they were spandex and they put a lot of strain on the actors' backs. Oh no, at least it's not the balls. Well, probably <laughs> balls too. I mean, I mean, they're trying the whole the uniforms always trying to make you curl up, right? That's true. Mm. So, and just to wow. not do that. It would take some energy that would eventually take its toll on the actor's backs, and then also spandex soaks up like sweat, sweat and Peek. odor, and like feces. You couldn't clean them enough to get the stink out. Oh so they, no! So, no. They, no. Kidding. so they tended to smell bad. Are you
0: oh, serious? No, I've that's horrible. That too, yeah. And
1: they make Jean Luc Picard look like he has an A cup. So yeah, so really, like, it sounds weird. Like a, cut.
2: So they weren't like these. Like the spandex a uniforms a only last the first two seasons, and then.
0: So that's a long time to wear these uniforms. Yeah. It's a long time for your balls not to breathe. <laughs> but they
2: eventually replace them with like nice wool two-piece.
0: But we have the scant, at least.
2: We do have the scant, the the, the short skirt uniform. Variation. That
1: can
0: be worn with or without pants. And we
1: had a guy wearing one like right off the bat in this episode. like The first half of this yeah. episode, a dude walked by, and I was like, holy shit, that's great.
0: Yeah, They don't show up that often.
2: But they, when they do, yeah, they yeah. Got, I loved it. The, the male, the male scant.
1: I, I feel like I mean, the,
3: the problem was they they meant well, but it looked fucking terrible on it.
1: Yeah, but you know why? You know why he did it? Because he wanted his balls to be able to breathe. That's Because right? they was, like, put like, me in one of those the scant. Other, and the well other option
2: it. is the fucking spandex bodysuit. No, I, I, you
3: know, again, I'm like, you want to, you want to have a gender neutral sort of skirt forever, and that's great. I just, again, just the cut was terrible. It just, no,
1: I thought. He Nah, I look weird. Oh, I liked it.
3: Again, like all these uniforms are just too close-fitting on everybody that wears them, so it just... Yeah, but not The line was all wrong. But not
1: like the motion picture close-fitting. I couldn't tell what way anybody was dressing. No,
3: that's true, but still. (laughs) I I mean, if it's a bit chilly on the bridge, we'll know. You Mm -hmm. know, from Picard, probably.
2: Yeah, so the uniforms are not not quite right
0: yet. I wasn't a fan of the chairs on the bridge.
2: The
3: chairs?
0: They were weird. They had like a big hole up the back.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're never going to get rid of those.
0: I think those uh, persist
3: even on the next Enterprise.
2: Yeah, I know Captain Picard eventually gets a new chair. Oh, he does? Okay.
3: Nice. Um,
2: it's, it's a similar chair. I just think they changed, like, the console that he has. Mm-hmm. The little, like, armrests. But yeah, I
3: don't like... And this isn't an aesthetic bitching thing. This is a different bitching thing.
2: I'm not crazy about
3: the setup they have where it's like... He's got these weird flanking chairs... And then, because of... I mean, it's it looks cool, the whole, like, raised part of the bridge, and it makes for some nice effects in shooting, but it's like... I feel like they've really minimized the position of captain, visually, if not literally.
2: I mean, he's still the center.
3: Yeah, but it's like, he's suddenly... He's always got people next to him. He's lower than chunks of the... Like, they've de-emphasized the importance, again, visually, if not literally. And I think... I don't think it's a, it's a coincidence that... They sort of de-emphasize this look when they get to the Enterprise-E and other ships, with the exception of Voyager, where, God forbid, a woman gets her own proper chair. But we'll get to that with Voyager. Well, I mean... Then again, he doesn't have his own office, which Kirk never had, so that helps. They have
0: two bridges. The battle bridge and this other bridge.
2: Yeah, and I don't know. I don't think it's... De-emphasizing the captain, I just think it's 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 a more comfortable ship, you know. Yeah, drives, it's less of a military vessel than yeah. The previous. Yeah, they
0: have like one of the big things that they added for TNG was there are families on the ship now. There's yeah. children. There's there's people who you know Which live, live amongst to be each a other. A big
2: mistake ultimately.
0: Well, Wesley's there, so yes I mean, I feel
2: like <laughs> in the course of the series, we see no less than three Galaxy class ships destroyed. Ooh. Mm. Like, blown up. True. Not just... I guess that's... So we see one there, one there, and one. So not just in this series. Across this and DS9.
3: Although I'd imagine with ones that they know they're sending into battle, maybe they evacuated the civilians well, first.
2: Well, there's an episode that's coming up, I think later this season, or maybe it's next season, called... Spoilers. Con- Contagion, where we lose a galaxy ship. Mm. And, uh, presume you know, not, like, as an accident, so presumably all hands. Decker. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, putting the children on the ship.
3: Yeah, no, time. it's not sure about that. weird. It, it is something I feel like we may have mentioned. This. It seemed like they were flirting with as an idea with the original series. Because in a couple of the early, early episodes, you do see people just kind of walking around in civilian clothing. But mm. that stopped pretty fast.
2: I mean, it's also possible that you would have civilians on the ship doing jobs, maybe. Yeah. Like science research and things like that. Yeah,
1: that well, actually. But, Good. Well, also, though, if you were, like, third shift, and you were just spending your day out and about on the ship, you wouldn't necessarily need to be in your uniform if you weren't on duty. No, that's true. I mean, I wouldn't think.
3: Yeah, but this one does explicitly have... Yeah, it does have families with children. Yeah, I always thought that would have been interesting, though, is, like, the fact that, you know, you could theoretically have staff on a starship that aren't explicitly Starfleet. Like, the scientists could just be science Yeah, they you know, but it's something for that for whatever reason they've never really done. I mean again, maybe here some of them are, but I feel like most of the time we're still when it is necessary for the story we see the civilians, but otherwise everybody's Starfleet. Yeah. What's for, yeah. The, what's
0: the crew population supposed to be? Like a thousand or something?
2: Over so? a thousand, yeah. Thousand people yeah. On board. Yeah, it's big. So, so really,
0: if you get yourself fucked, you've just killed a thousand people.
2: Yep. Well, that's why the uh, next important new feature of the Enterprise-D is the saucer separation, <clears throat> which is evi- which is very expensive to shoot, evidently. Mm. So they only do it like a handful of times, even though like in the first episode it's like, oh, wow, this is going to come up a lot. <laughs> it doesn't come up that often. No.
0: Well, I know they they inserted it it into this episode to pad it to make sure that it would hit two hours. Yeah,
2: well, it took a long time. It did take a long
0: time. And then we manually backed it back in. For some reason. Really, we we manually had Riker tell O'Brien how to back it back in. Don't fuck it up, O'Brien.
3: Why? What was the point of that?
1: That weird little test from Picard. It's probably just that. It's probably just a test from Picard. Yeah, just he's, this like, is his
0: new new his new. What if he didn't Oscar. do it
2: right? What if he crashed the... Then
0: ship? he'd be blasted out of Finney's airlock. <laughs>
2: Apparently.
0: But seriously, like... What Finney we, Memorial Airlock.
2: You know you've got this
3: weird alien super being chilling out, waiting to fuck with you. Now is not the time for this stuff, Jean-Luc.
1: Well, I mean it's like I said, when they were in the middle of all this bullshit, he goes into M- Mrs. Crusher, Dr. Crusher, to be like, I just wanted to make sure you didn't think I was being a dick to your child. Why just is he now. Sean Connor? Because that's the only that's the only one I've got. <laughs> I've got nothing yeah, else. Yeah, That, that <laughs> scene really
3: feels like it was supposed to be somewhere else in the episode. Mm. I don't know where exactly, but it did feel How
1: about in the fucking on the cutting room floor? Well, like, we're also to supposed to that. understand
2: that, that Picard and Beverly have a history as well. And
1: that Ooh la la. they
3: yeah, and no. that he murdered
2: her husband what so that so? they could fuck.
1: Wait, yeah. is that did she what?
2: No, he was. We'll find out a lot more about this later. But the lo- the short story is Jack Crusher was Picard's friend, and I want to say first officer. Mm-hmm. They were. I don't know if he's first officer. He was a he was a ranking officer on Picard's previous command, the Stargazer, and Picard had to send him on a mission where he died. Oh, oh no! But he was friends. They were friends as well, so Picard took it hard, and Beverly doesn't really. And then she Beverly... says she doesn't blame him for it, but.
0: But
1: then Beverly took it hard? <laughs> oh. She wants to.
0: Is it ever implied that Wesley might not be no. Jack's son?
1: No. They're... No, it's never. Okay.
0: Because I don't know story. if anyone wants to actually take responsibility for Wesley. Well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's why I... they're foisting him off on the dead, for sure. Mm. Definitely his kid, yeah. <laughs> Fucking
3: Patrick 2.0 here.
1: Oh, Adric might have been better. Hey, Adric at least died, okay?
3: (laughs) By way of explanation uh, for, for probably you two and possibly some folks listening. Adric was a Doctor Who companion in the 1980s. He showed up at the very, very end of Tom Baker's run, but is mostly a Peter Davison companion, the Fifth Doctor. And he's a similar sort of like...
1: Boy genius. Yeah,
3: and equally just sort of abrasive and annoying, and uh, they killed him right the fuck off eventually. Why right. haven't no they done that him. to Wesley? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but they did eventually kill him. Although it was super awkward because they decided to kill him right before his contract was up. Hmm. So, because of that, they actually had to include like in, in the next episode after he died, and then we created like an illusory version of him to try to confuse
0: ghost the child the people. And you
3: could kind of tell the actor was just like not into it. Hmm. It's like you fuckers, you fired me, but I, before you know, it made me be in an episode because of my contract.
0: Yikes!
2: Wesley gets eventually shipped off to Starfleet I can't
3: Academy. Can't fucking wait! Oh, but the sauce separation thing—I meant to say this earlier—is a uh, really awkward music choice during the separation where they just played the theme theme full blast. And it's like,
1: this doesn't seem right
3: here. It's kind of like...
1: Like it was a super tense battle moment. But now it's like like big... No, they're literally fucking parking, basically. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, not
3: that, when they were first separating. Because it was, that was a tenser moment, but that was wrong. The music wasn't tense. It was like triumphant and big, and you're just like, this doesn't make sense here. It's sort of like there's a moment in Dr. No. Where they hadn't quite w- worked out, you know, when to appropriately use James Bond's theme. And amusingly, you know, there's a scene where Bond literally is walking into his hotel. And they're just playing the music
1: full, like, ba da ba full brass, full of everything. He's gonna check into the hotel. He's got a room. Like, literally, he stops, he goes,
3: he stops, the music pauses. Any mail for me? No, He's Mr. Bond. And then they the play porter. the music again. And Ooh. it's just like, See That's what this felt like. Was like email. you're using the theme because you're like it's the theme, but you're using it wrong.
2: Okay, so I brought out no, I brought no. out a little demonstration still talking model. About this? What about what the ship? We are talking about the ship because there's the ship because the ship saucer separation. Right? I want to talk to about saucer separation. Your, your ship
0: seems to be a bobblehead.
2: So we have we have this demonstration model
0: brought to you by Polar Star, um,
2: which is the playmates. I'm definitely not Star the Trek Enterprise. AM. uh, toy that makes funny noises when you press buttons. This is, uh, this is circa 1991 or 92 or so, I'd say. It's a childhood toy of mine. Anyway, the point I wanted to make is the saucer separation is where the saucer section separates from the non-saucer section. But here's the problem with that. The idea is that you have all your civilians, all of your helpless... Innocence up in the saucer mm-hmm. and then you have the bottom part which is the battle part the battle bridge is down here
0: this is where phasers fire Phaser you,
2: so this is but here's the problem with this it's also where the warp
3: this
0: is core where is. the engines are
2: right so you have this saucer section that you've now detached uh, and you've left they apparent, still
0: have thrusters though
2: they have they have impulse engines and the, yeah they have thrusters but they're not getting like if they are trying if they're trying to escape in a battle situation. Oh, you just left
0: you're them, basically for making them a this, sitting ducks. This dubs. Just,
2: just became the fucking priority target for whoever your enemy is. Yeah. Meanwhile, the battle bridge can be like, fuck it, let's turn tail and run. We got this whole warp core on, all to ourselves. Those yeah, bozos. I mean, that's
3: not a great plan.
2: Yeah. Also, I mean, just say that maybe the enemy doesn't
3: target the dish for any reason, saucer for any reason, but then the battle section is destroyed and the enemy fucks off, there's like, well, here we are, a billion miles from everything with only impulse engines.
0: Well they've got food to last them forever. They're fine. Well then they'd be
1: able to send a signal. No, I know.
3: But he used just imagine it's like, oh good, we have to send a fucking cause I'm sure at this point there aren't too many galaxy class ships yet. So it's like, ah shit, we gotta send like thirty Excelsiors to pick up all these back. people.
0: They mm. could tow it back. They could just tractor beam it. Mm.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I have a theory. I have a sort of a, a personal theory that the that the Galaxy class ship is really a lemon. In in the at the end of the day, that be, because they they get destroyed so easily, mm. so easily, you know, the whole idea of keeping families on the ship, bad idea. Mm. And you got to remember though that this is in terms of Star Trek history, this is sort of the long peace era. Because you had the Klingon Treaty at Kittimer, which basically ended that le- that hostility and, you- and such, and, and so f- probably since then you've had relative peace. We know that there's a Cardassian war that happened shortly before this, but that doesn't sound like it was that big a deal. But it seems, but there's there hasn't really been any other threats. The Romulans have pretty much stayed on their side of their neutral zone. Klingons aren't a problem now because they're a friend. Cardassians are a little rinky-dink outfit.
3: But we are really worried about these Ferengi. Oh I yeah. love the, Fer- the Ferengi. The
2: Ferengi. Yeah, that's that's I, I think I read in an interview with uh Will Wheaton years ago about how when TNG started, like the Ferengi were gonna be the main foes. Mm. And and you'll we'll see several times in the first season they are set up as the bad guys. Which well, Several episodes where, like, they're supposed to be so scary, but they look so ridiculous because they're like little frogmen. Well, and that's even... Cause even in this one,
3: like, I forgot that they really do try to establish them even now, where when Starfleet's asking too many probing questions about how they built their base, the guy's like, you know, maybe we'll go offer our fancy new base to... The Ferengi. Hmm, and that's oh, clearly. Maybe meant they'll to be.
0: find you as delicious as the last they could Yeah, find so
3: like they've mentioned these people. They've implied
2: they eat other sentient races. Like
3: mm-hmm. they really want but knowing what we know of what they're gonna be, it's just like nope.
2: Well you so you want so you wanna know the retcon that I've heard, and I don't know if this is an official retcon or just something that somebody made up. Okay. But the retcon is that the Ferengi, as we know, at this point are a fairly isolated race, like Picard didn't even know yeah. that he had fought a battle with them because mm. he didn't know what they looked like. He didn't know what their ships were. They were basically a mysterious species that didn't have a lot of contact with the Federation. So the retcon as to why everyone was seemed to be so afraid of the Ferengi and thought they ate people is that the leader of the Ferengi, Zek, started all of these, these rumors himself to make it so that the Ferengi were feared... So that they could have an economic advantage over them uh, in <laughs> that's negotiations. That's fucking perfect. That's and if, and once, you know, once we get to DS9 and actually meet Zack, who's, spoiler alert, played by Wallace Shawn.
3: Oh
1: my god, that's
2: right! Hilariously.
1: Who is Wallace yeah, Shawn? Inconceivable! Wallace? Oh, that's, oh, oh that's, wonderful. that's
0: the voice. That's why. Okay. Yeah, that makes so much sense now. He's
2: he hilariously played by Wallace Shawn.
0: Yeah, that's in the book you're reading. What book are you reading right now? Buried something?
2: Oh the uh, buried the buried the, the buried year buried age.
0: Yeah, that sounds right yeah because I saw I saw that that was mentioned on the internets in that book and I'm like oh, that's a book Jake is reading right now. Oh, is
2: that actually mentioned in the book? Yeah, so if oh, you haven't, haven't gotten got, there haven't, in the book
0: yet, I apologize, if I just spoiled the book area.
2: <laughs> I, maybe that's actually where I read that.
0: That would, <laughs> that's quite that possible. would make, make sense, too.
2: That could be where I read it. But anyway, so yeah, the Ferengi. Yeah, it's order. funny seeing them try to set them up here. And like, obviously, and, and we'll see in, in, a, in a coming episode, it might even be. Now, the next episode is Naked Now. Yes. But I think after that is The Last Outpost. I don't know. It's coming up soon, and that's where we really meet the Ferengi. And they're they you know they carry these electric whips. Yeah. Ooh. Kinky. And, they, and they look. They 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 are supposed to be really dangerous, but they're they're hilarious because they're just like these little bald creatures. Do they, that,
0: do they have big ears already? Oh yeah. Yeah. They still look they look right, like Ferengi.
2: Right. They for some reason they have little tattoos on their heads, which they don't which don't show up in later iterations. Yeah, you can never tell over the years like. Those are they,
0: augmented Ferengi
2: Jay. I'm not even sure. I think Armin Shimmerman might back. play a Ferengi. I read he did. I don't know where that. in one of these episodes coming up. I enjoy him. But
0: yeah, like... He's going to play Quark in, in DS9, and you're great. going to love him as much as I do. But oh yeah, definitely. I like Quark.
1: I've seen some Quark. I I, enj-
0: like I I enjoy Quark thoroughly. But yeah,
3: Star Trek definitely realizes what they have on their hands when they, you know, they cast Wallace Shawn as a Ferengi. They eventually cast Clint Howard as a Ferengi. Nice, oh, no. That's a good they, choice. They fully lean into the Ferengi once they realize what they should be doing with them. Yeah.
0: Except Rom... But we'll get to that in a couple I, yeah. Rom's characterization is always weird.
3: Yeah, that. So, so the episode itself, though, one thing I was, one of my notes was uh, that courtroom scene. Sure does keep going. It's
0: a long scene.
3: <laughs> Felt a little long. I mean, yeah. I got the point of it, but it was like it
0: was so much of, of that guy banging that gong.
3: Oh, the the edge, for like
0: 15 yeah. minutes of n- banging n- a gong next
3: to the bailiff who. Lee just felt like an unfortunate racist caricature.
0: He just
2: wanted the gong guy, just wanted everyone to get it on. <laughs> what an obscure reference.
0: Uh, Yar tried to kip, kick someone's ass, and then it was very, very clear that they used a male stunts person.
2: <laughs> For Yar. For Yar.
3: Oops. Oops. <laughs> the freezing effect. Like, Q, you're all powerful. Why do you have to have, like, jets of cold pop in? Just snap it's, your fingers and they're frozen. It's what
1: actually Chekhov going, whew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a blizzard captain. Alright, so I know I know what Caitlin's gonna to want to talk about next. Caitlin, we, we, we have our, our wonderful, wonderful send off where Admiral McCoy joins us and Caitlin Audibly squeed and then burst into tears. That's true. Those things happen. It was. It's beautiful. It's so nice. It's, I wish they did more that like made him like made him have a purpose on this ship other than he was making, there, making the fans fucking cream themselves. He was but.
3: there to inspect the new medical
2: facilities. Okay, they did say that in a very easy to miss way.
3: I mean, but we
1: should have seen it.
2: Here's what I here's what I'm gonna say is that they probably worked it out with DeForest Kelly that he had like one afternoon between rounds of golf that he would stop by and shoot and put on all that makeup and like not the best makeup. And like the only other person they could get on set that day was Brent Spiner. But
0: the two of them together
1: were perfect. Oh, it was so good. I mean it was probably You don't have any pointy ears. Well it probably
3: wasn't even between rounds of golf. It was probably between like Shooting on Star Trek V. That's yeah, true. Probably like just day before he'd on the Yosemite set. Next day he was gonna be doing the turbo lift scene.
1: Mm. Getting his hug on with the Vulcan. <laughs> uh, you
0: know what I read about DeForest Kelly, which makes me very, very happy. Is is that um so, so Gene offered him the 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 walk on role. Ex- like fully expecting to be told no, get the fuck away. But uh DeForest Kelly accepted and also refused any payment higher than like the normal SAG amount. Yeah. As a, as a thank you to Gene Roddenberry for, like, years of mm. g- a great show and shit. Mm.
3: Now, it's also fun to imagine if, if say, DeForest didn't want to do it, you know, would he then have gone down the list? And is there a version somewhere in the multiverse where it's an old Chekhov?
1: <laughs> and who do they pair him with? Literally the last choice. Yar. Wesley. Literally last. Oh,
3: no. So, you are a fun young one, huh? I was fun young one on my ship
0: today still do Watusi? Oh my god. Dear god. Here, and Chris is doing the Watusi. God, I don't know what the Watusi It's wants probably that. He's probably just not. Now
1: it. you're just jerking dicks off into your face. So that's not the Watusi. That's <laughs> <How's> the <Batusi laughs> Oh this? no! Oh yeah, that probably is the Watusi. No, isn't that Voguing? I know, I called. It, I just thought
3: they would call that the Batusi. No, no, he calls it the Great Batusi. Great radio. I'm Batusi. sorry. Everybody. But I'm pretty
1: sure that that, like, v, flying Vs in front of your face thing. Isn't
2: that funny? Who is a fuck about fucking dances from a thousand years ago? Check off. Oh, Oh, which one's the Macarena? Is that the one where you clap and stick it up your ass? (laughs) Uh, That's the one. It's
0: my favorite. Oh, thing. One thing I read is there was was a book that explained later that um, McCoy's visit on the Enterprise was a gift from his wife... Yeoman Barrows, to which I say bullshit. He's gotten a Tira. The Tira is great. Wait a second, though. Barrows, that was the one. She was from Shorely,
1: who I said. Now he's married to her, and now he's married to her. I win.
3: (laughs) I read that book. It's not great, Um. unfortunately. So we had the overlong court scene, the overlong explanation of how the holodeck works, and then way too much fucking Troy going pain. He's like, "Fuck you, Nimoy did it better."
0: Nimoy did do it better. Like she Don't is. Don't
3: hurt just... yourself, Walter. Yeah, but she. Didn't I have think to she's our new. So. I mean, I. Oh, you know what? Non-controversial opinion based on this so far. Wally was better.
0: Walter or Then than Marina. Yeah. Was a man with. The thing is, like, I was I I was reading. Warmth. She was on a, a panel recently for I think the anniversary of TNG something. I yeah, exactly? and she's actually, it's twentieth anniversary. Yeah, yeah, this year, right. She's thirtieth. She's funny as hell. Mm. Like I, I enjoy oh, her as yeah. a person. Thirty math. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Troy. Troy is a character, and the depiction of Troy, I am so far. Yeah,
3: that's like, uh, maybe it might not be her fault. It could just be the script. They're not giving script, her much to work character.
0: with. She hated. She like like a fucking, great actress, She hated her costume so much. Yeah. Oh, good. So
2: did I. Yeah. I and mean, it could just be like the material that she's been given here is not great. So we might be we might be the judging material, her a which little is unfairly <laughs> uh, because the writing is bad right now. Yeah. Uh, they haven't figured out the character yet. No. Gene Roddenberry was in charge.
0: Yeah. Well, she didn't have enough tits. She, she was supposed tits. to have three or four. She
2: was supposed to have three or four they, tits. And,
3: and did. did that
1: make her a better empath, or no? They haven't
3: figured out the character yet, because they are just like, well, it's, it's it's you know, it's Decker and Ilea again, only not.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, obviously they were trying to make that Decker-Ilea thing romance happen with uh, Riker and her.
0: Yeah. When really the romance was between the two jellyfish. Yes. The best romance uh-huh. of, oh, that I've seen ever has been those two jellyfish. One of you said
1: this. We finally saw some dicks get touched on screen. <laughs> Touch yeah. tentacles.
2: Yeah, although we do know that one of them was a girl because one of them was pink and one of them was blue.
1: What I liked, though, was the pink one was the one who came to the rescue. And true. True. Fucking,
0: fucking fired at the, at the planet. True, that
3: is progressive if... At the same time, regressive because of the whole color coding.
0: I also read that originally they were both blue, and I guess the remaster turned one pink and one blue? Oh, Well,
3: really? yeah,
1: because no homo, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. two boy tentacle monsters touching. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. That would just be unnatural. I
3: wouldn't be surprised, though, honestly, if the network got some angry letters in 87 being like, what's with these homosexual jellyfish? And it's like, what are you talking <laughs> about? They're both blue, which means they're
1: boys. Mm. You've sold me queer giraffes. <laughs> um, now come on
2: starfleet how fucking stupid is starfleet Pretty oh stupid. this fucking bullshit dust ball of a planet with fucking little little you know mud huts in their old city which frankly legitimately did look like a spaghetti western
0: set. i thought it yeah. looked like bedrock from the Flintstones. yeah it
2: really did oh but they have this incredible Incredibly advanced space station that they built in like a fucking week.
0: That can make you tell, but make you instant apples.
2: Yes, and magic cloth. But even even if you even if you oh, ignore the the, is- the fact that you get whatever you wish for while you're there, which that's genie cool. jellyfish. The, just the fact that this that this is super suspicious Starfleet. Well, yeah, and that's part of their remit is to like. I mean, the thing
3: is, they don't really harp on it as much as they could. Part of their remit is to figure out what the hell's going wait, on. Where they
1: were too busy harping on it being a galaxy-class ship with a fucking empath <laughs> on it. And a holodeck.
2: Like, where, wait, like, hey, grappler, grappler, gobbler, gobbler, gobbler Zorn. Close w- enough. Where's, where's our fucking, uh, where's your fucking construction crews? Like, who actually built this thing? They
3: don't like to leave. Are they
2: the fucking people that built your shitty wooden door? <coughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they, I mean they don't do, ask, don't tell. They are
3: there to sort of partly make a deal, but also partly figure out wow.
1: Wha- I feel like I feel like Starfleet would just be looking the other way on this one. Like, you know what? The facility is top notch. They they were cheap to hire.
3: <laughs> we got all the apples we could. Have. Would you like some Earth delicacies? You mean this fruit I could buy in any supermarket?
1: That's literally a fucking banana and a bunch of
0: grapes. And then it's not oh, good you. enough yeah, for Riker. You, Riker. Oh no,
3: apples. Well, like, fuck oh oh,
0: yeah, all this great-looking fruit otherwise.
3: Yeah, the apple. The most boring of the fruits. And, and not the, only that, but One red of the worst episodes apples. of the original series. Yeah, why
0: do they still oh, have oh, Red Delicious the apple, in the yeah. 24th century? Yeah, they
3: should have genetically engineered something better. They were already genetically engineered something better. Maybe they, they
2: improved the Red Delicious.
0: Have you had the Ambrosia apple? The Ambrosia apple is great. The I don't, so don't like is like the Apple delicious.
2: Skittles. Garbage. Yeah, that's that's Ruin upsetting. the batch. Oh, it's, hot it's takes. The, it's
0: not the original Skittles anymore. Jake's hot takes. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> hot takes. Yes. Jake's so hot so warp takes. continues to be I a like fucking problem because it's <laughs> a problem. Uh, warp speed. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we're, we're, we're we're traveling at what nine point two or yeah. nine point three warp. Something like that. And and Q's. Juju B of a ship Is chasing after us Jujubee. At 9.9 or something So I'm thinking It would have just passed them It would have passed them Flown right by And Cause it's going that much Almost Fucking faster than you What the bit. fucking fuck
3: Well maybe Oh
0: no
1: Maybe I'm
3: making this uh, up But fuck it uh. Maybe Q's Fucking Crystal ball ship Takes longer to accelerate So even though it was Faster than they were At that point It had started Way further behind Because It's 0 to 60 Wasn't as good Mm. That's a shitty explanation, but it's all literally it's all I've got.
0: Ship, I'm sure it's ultra powerful. Is it well, even really a ship? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, him? Ship.
3: that's what it really comes down to. Q is just having some fun because if he wanted, again, he could just be on the bridge. Like the chase in general is unnecessary. This is him having a bit of a well, fuck again, about again, they, the they haven't really game.
2: established Q at this
3: point, Except either. that he
0: has the most dashing fucking costumes. Mm. For Man all looks know, good.
2: For all we know, at this point, they imagine the Q did have a ship. Yeah. Which we're around on. And but he
3: had already just appeared on the bridge in the episode a couple times. Yeah. Like,
0: but with no, you're with right. his fake Tholian web. Yes. And yes. he trapped some people in the fucking turbo. You know what I did
3: like, though, is clearly Captain, Captain Picard has, has read up on... Uh, the original series or at least Kirk's adventures because like one of the first things he says is something like oh yeah another higher being that wants to act all judgy go fuck yourself
0: go but hang out with Trelane.
3: nicer than that oh well, yeah Trelane.
0: and you're it's basically the, the, the um, Metron all over the Metron, again Metron, like it's like it's the go away we don't want to do not the Metron what were the ones on western planet oh yeah what was that the weird looking Grinch puppet I yeah, forget. that like, thing, yeah, the, 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 the Organians, yeah. the,
3: the ones that made Kirk in the Gorn fight. Like, that was the Metron, wasn't it? Maybe, yeah. we out
0: on Metron.
3: But yeah, like it, I do like that that was a little sort of self-aware, like, oh, Jesus, another, another more amazing. evolved being that thinks that makes them better than us. Fuck me, I've heard of you, asshole. So I thought that was a nice little sort of
0: how do you do you
3: semi-self-aware
2: touch. I mean, there's clear there's so many omnipotent beings in this <laughs> galaxy that it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, and they're just like, ugh, what? Like, that's what we're going to find out, is that human beings and, and corporeal life forms in general are basically like the vermin of the galaxy, and it's mm. really just the omnipotent beings that are really running shit.
1: That seems right. I thought it was a good episode. You know, I really want to watch more. Like, I mean, it's I... a
2: good introduction to the series. You get a good, like... You meet all the characters. You meet all the main characters. I mean, it's obviously hasn't quite figured out certain things yet. Like, what is Jordy LaForge's job going to be? It's almost like they forgot that they wanted that they should have an engineer character. Yeah, because there is no engineer right now. No, I mean, like there's over the, there's a few like chief engineers that show up for an episode or two over the next few episodes.
0: A few. Like they just share diff- the job. Oh well, yeah, like
2: just different people that they're like extras basically or like featured guest.
3: Maybe their thought at the time at first had just been like, they were thinking in the original series where Scotty spent so much time down in engineering that it was almost like pointless emphasizing a chief engineer character. Mm -hmm. Maybe that had been their thought, but then they realized actually, no, this really is dumb not having a Regular chief engineer. Yeah, because they're
0: the person you have to call up to fix things like every fucking week. And they kept
3: having to sort of find excuses to have Scotty on the bridge to justify having doing on payrolls. So.
0: Everyone, come to the bridge. I have an important thing to say. Yeah, I feel like
3: maybe from what I remember, it's been years since I've seen any TNG. They do a better job
2: of just popping down to engineering. Yeah, there's a lot of scenes in TNG and engineering compared to the original series. Yeah, but and that could
3: be why at first they was like, let's not have another doing situation.
2: Yeah. But I think they realize, oh wait, we actually do want that character, so yeah. We already have the LaForge character that's not doing much as the navigator, so let's make him the chief engineer. Because that's, that's, that's a valid career path. I mean, hey, in, in the really, really
3: not terrible Star Trek Into Darkness, Kirk arbitrarily makes Chekhov chief engineer for a while, that's instead true. of promoting literally any of the other engineers on the but ship.
2: Didn't they, but didn't they, this is true, but at least they showed that Chekhov was not in his element. Yeah, no, he was in over his head.
3: I just wanted to make fun of that terrible movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, he
1: also, I mean, he was really good with the transporter. True. He no. is that Russian
3: whiz kid. Mm. Yeah, did we have anything, uh, anything else major we wanted to say? I've, I've kind of gone through all the notes I had taken.
0: Troy looked constipated the whole episode. Yeah. Probably the costume. Also, her face. Wow. Pain. No, no, just, 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 just not, not, the, not her face. Her, oh, her, so her expression. She is pretty, but her, yes, her expe- expression the, the entire The pain episode, she was feeling yeah.
2: was the, her wedgie from that
0: uniform. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Pain. Oh,
3: I am looking forward to watching this series grow into the series that. I know so many people love, but I know it's going to be a little bit of a hike. It will be. It's an uphill, uphill battle. I
1: understand people that really want you to get into shows like this. Every time people try to recommend me to watch Buffy, they're like, the first three seasons suck, but you should really watch Buffy. And it's like TNG, the first two seasons are pretty rough, but once you get going, it's great. But the fuck? That's still 52 fuck me episodes I have to get through that <laughs> suck. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but you know, it suck is a relative term, right? Cuz there's animated series yeah, suck and uh, then there's the
1: animated series Blue. I don't know if I would say suck <laughs> <laughs> stronger.
2: And then and, and then there's things like this which is just like, okay, yeah, this this writing is a little rough. The acting is spotty. Yeah, yeah, like
3: this one I feel like just if they'd moved some scenes around, made a few shorter, I mean like finessed it a little, it would have been great. Yeah. You know, just right now it feels a little. It feels as slapped together as it apparently was.
0: Yeah, I did like the jellyfish monsters. Oh yeah, those were great. I'll admit, I think with I think this came up a million and a half years ago when I was saying, oh, every every being we see is humanoid. What like where where is mm. the creativity? And we finally see some jellyfish.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that you that initially looked like the Jupiter too.
2: I mean, it's bait.
3: But it's here's the, the thing, right?
2: Two? It's it's this is for all intents and purposes this is devil in the dark, right?
1: Hmm,
2: kind of, A yeah. little bit. It's, a little, it's very similar. Clint's devil in the dark? That's With the,
1: the horror. Oh, pain.
2: Man. Pain. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and to explain
3: names, uh, the Jupiter 2 is the ship from Lost in Space.
0: What's Lost in Space? It was a 1960s danger, Robinson. Danger, family danger. science fiction series. Yeah. What's a science fiction series? Shut up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um yeah so yeah this has a lot of similarities to Devil in the Dark yeah um, that's yeah, true the exploited and feared uh, creature I guess yeah but then next week we're gonna have a literal remake yeah we're gonna we're gonna have uh, that show alright folks and that has been episode 56 Woo! of A Star to Steer Her by what's next uh, Facebook page <laughs> Ah, please like and subscribe to us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr, where we're called SSHB Podcast. On on Facebook, we're just a star to steer her by. On Facebook, we're just a star to steer her by.
1: This is
0: going really well, I think he says
1: something like, please be sure to like our Facebook page. We are a star to steer her by. You can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr as... SSHB Podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I know you have I think we just All take right, what Keith re- to re- said. I'm re- I'm
2: re- I'm Chris start. hasn't I'm done a- it. We want a list. I must, we should probably do a list, but let's start over. And this has been episode 56 of A Star to Steer Her By, the Star Trek Podcast. Woo. If Woo. you like what you heard, please like and subscribe to us on Facebook. We are A Star to Steer Her By. Also find us on Twitter and Tumblr at SSHB Podcast. If you are an iTunes user, and even if you're not an iTunes user, find us, give us a rating, be honest, give us however many stars we've earned, and write us a little review, and we would really appreciate that. Also, send us your comments, questions, concerns, as uh, and as apples. and apples <laughs> as necessary. Uh, again, this has been a star to steer her by. Uh, Next week, we will be talking about the next two episodes of The Next Generation. The Naked Now. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Yes, quite. And Code of Honor, which uh, also a little off, uh, a little disturbing episode. Kinky. Uh, uh,
0: (laughs) This has been
2: A Star to Steer Her By. I am always Jake. And this is Chris.
1: This is Ames. (laughs) This is always Caitlin.
2: What? No, it's always me. Damn it! <laughs> That's right. You're not last now.
0: We could go in a different order. That's fine.
2: Have a good one. <laughs>
0: be what sure is, to wow. tip your dabbo girl. it's DS
1: nine.
3: Damn it! Yeah, we don't have the catchphrase sure yet. Be sure
1: to fuck Wesley's mother. <laughs> good night, oh, Jesus.
0: <laughs>
1: don't be damn. sure to tip
0: your groppler. <laughs> oh, don't kill your first officer.
1: Um,
0: Have you had the Ambrosia Apple? The Ambrosia Apple is great. I have not had the Ambrosia Apple, but I am. I like,
3: uh, I like Fuji and Jazz. Those are nice. Pink Ladies are pink, oh, pink Ladies, ladies are, are my faves. I love those shits. This has been Apple Corner.
0: Apple, apple corner.
1: corner. We haven't had a corner in a while. <laughs> I guess we had tinfoil hat last week. Write in with your
0: favorite types of Apple to uh, our Facebook page.
1: Please don't. We don't care.